After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. presentation of the Corey Perry is still an asshole fantasy hockey podcast uh last night a trade went down a rather big one a couple of big names went down so I thought you know let me deep dive a little bit into just this trade uh probably because it was a trade I made uh but this may be a new segment new opportunity anytime a big trade goes down let's take a deep dive and see what's going on with those players involved in that trade uh of course last night uh Puck you in the five hole and late registration who have been kind of swapping players back and forth all season long, uh, made another trade in this ongoing saga of no, you take them. No, I don't want them. You take them a uh, little hot potato action. Uh, the trade last night had late registration acquiring, uh, a one Braden point from the Tampa Bay lightning along with Jonathan Marsh's show and a 10th round pick, uh, late registration's own 10th round pick got back. Puck you in the five hole, grabbed Sergei Bobrovsky. So basically, in essence, it was a Hellebuck for Bobrovsky trade. Uh, time will tell as to who wins that battle as the season goes on. Uh, and also, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, who has been on fire as the season has gone on. So it's kind of interesting to see uh, a guy who was picked up, relative, relative unknown, uh, in John Gabriel Pajard or Pajot, John Gabriel Pajot, sorry, uh, be packaged with Bobrovsky and sent over to Pucky in the five hole. Also, uh, Pucky in the five hole got a fourth round pick. As we all know, late registration does not care about picks. I don't care about picks. Uh, I'll pick up players on the waiver wire. Those first two, three, four rounds. Yeah, no, I just kind of, yeah, I'm good with them. So this segment, uh, what are we going to call it? We're going to call it what's going on. Uh, so, you know, we might as well, uh, there it is. Yeah, we'll see what's going on in this trade, uh, why Bobrovsky is moved, uh, what's going on with Point, is he underperforming, is he due to have an outbreak, uh, is what's up with Jonathan Marsha Show and John Gabriel Peugeot. So yeah, this is the what's going on segment, uh, hence the four non-blondes in the background, uh, and this segment, you know what, guys, we'll, we'll make it, uh, we'll make it. Sponsored by uh, the D-Line Clothing, D-Line.com. What what is the D-Line? Well, the D-Line is an independently owned apparel and lifestyle brand supporting the sports teams of the city of Detroit, giving fans quality products and a great experience while rooting for the teams that we love most. Uh, Right now at the D-Line.com, get $10 now when you invite friends and they purchase uh, a minimum of $40. Also, your friends get 25% off their first order. So... And if you can mention that you heard this little jingle from uh, this podcast, just put it in the comment section. If your friends or you decide to buy, just go go to the website. Uh, it won't cost you anything. They got really cool shirts, really cool swag. Uh, 
uh, stickers. Uh, if you guys were up here, you seen my car. I got the second deck sticker on the uh, back of my car. I've had that on the car for two years. It's held up in all this Michigan weather. So Mike Storch, uh, anything can hold up in this Michigan weather. I'm sure it can hold up where you're at down there. So Sergey Bobrovsky, what has been going on with Sergey Bobrovsky? Well, you know, he's down in Florida. He's got that, uh, I believe it's a four-year contract, uh, 11.5 per. Uh, what are his stats so far this year? He's got 15 starts. He's 6-4 and four, uh, for an 880 save percentage, 3.57 goals against average. Uh, one shutout, which was, uh, of course, against the Detroit Red Wings while the Wings were kind of, you know, they were getting blown out by everybody. So uh, not too surprising there. On paper, those aren't, you know, they're, they're not number one goalies. You know, they're number two, yeah, I could guess you could say those are number two goalie stats. Uh, it's right there in the middle of the road for Bobrovsky. In comparison, who's another goalie uh, who's got comparable stats? Uh, uh, Corey Crawford down there in Chicago. Three and four record, a 9.08 save percentage, a goals against the 3.24, no shutouts. So Crawford and Bobrovsky kind of mirroring uh, stats right there for the career. Not so much. Uh, you know, obviously Bobrovsky is a is Vesna Trophy winner two times. Uh, bonus points for me for uh, remembering the Vesna Trophy and not just saying, hey, it's the one that trophy they give you when you win the Rookie of the Year. Nate had to text me and tell me, yes, it is the Calder Trophy. Why the hell did I have such a hard time remembering that? Well, so last year through 13 games, what did Bobrovsky do? Well, he was 7-6. and six. A 9.17 save percentage, um, no shutouts, and a 2.6 goals against average. So, not too shabby through those last through the 13 games of last year. What did he do in his last Vesna season, 16-17? Uh, he was 8-4-1, a 9.33 save percentage, uh, three shutouts, and a 2-2 goals against average. So, everybody has been saying, you know, Bobrovsky is a second-half performer. He starts late in October. I think that I've said it several times. Uh, and I think that was kind of just trying to convince myself that, you know, maybe this guy who's played a ton of games and shouldered a lot of the burden there in Columbus, uh, maybe he, is he starting to wear down? I don't know. But is he a second-half player? Well, let's break it up by quarters. Uh, we'll go all the way back to that 16-17 Vesna season. Kind of just look at the save percentage and then uh, see what he did in that qu- each quarter uh, from 16 to 17 all the way up until now. So in 16-17, save percentage for the first quarter was a 9-3-1. Then he went to a 9-3-7, then a 9-0-7, then all the way up to that 9-4-6 save percentage. So outstanding there. So yeah, kind of trending towards a second half performer. Uh, better in the fourth quarter, obviously, than he was in the uh, first three quarters of the 16-17 Vesna season. But still, decent numbers in that first two quarters. So that first half, decent numbers. 17-18, uh, a 9-3-3 save percentage. Uh, a 9.00 save percentage, and then he had a 9.26 and a 9.21. So once again, you know, it's going to, you take the combination of those two, it's going to be mirrored. They're almost identical. So really, not really a second half performer, so so to speak. 18 and 19, uh, he had a 9.17 save percentage for that first quarter. And then the second and third quarters, he uh, spotted the exact same 9.03. Fourth quarter uh, in our playoff run, so it would be for the playoffs from our fantasy league. Uh, was a nine two six save percentage. So outstanding, Columbus. You know, made that made that late season push to get in the playoffs. So far this year, an eight eight four save percentage. So 
What's it looking like? Very good fourth quarter performer. But if you trend it from that 16-17 Vesna season, now if you plotted all these on a, on a flow chart, you're going to see uh, that it's trending downward. Uh, is, is that something to be concerned or is that just because it's a new, uh, new face in a new place? Uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough to say. Is it the Quenville system down there in Florida? Overall, Florida is, they weren't very good at defense last year, but Roberto Luongo, you know, was, was well on his way to having a great season, you know, great career down there in Florida. And, you know, he kind of held his own even when he came back, uh, for his second run with the Panthers. So what's going on? Uh, there's another stat you can look at. I love stats. I love new stats. I love learning about new stats. And another one that I've that I've stumbled upon is goals saved above expectation. So what they do is they take into account uh, what your expected save rate should be and what your uh, what goals you've saved against what you know based on the high uh, high danger shots versus low danger shots, and they plot it out on a chart. So you want to be a plus on that. You want to save more goals than what you're expected to save. Where's Sergey Bobrovsky? Well, he's at a negative 11.84. So what does that mean? That means that he is far underperforming what he should be doing. He's allowing goals that he should be stopping uh, and not making those saves on the goals that he should be or shouldn't be stopping. So uh, should I have held Bob? Uh, if I, you know, if I didn't have Rask and Hellebuck in my roster, thanks, Mike, for Hellebuck, uh, I probably would have held on to Bob a little bit longer than what I did. Uh, if you don't own Bob, what should you do? Well, if somebody's willing to trade him and it's not going to cost you too much, maybe you should try to get some shares of him. Overall, I believe Bob's save percentage, uh, and goals against is probably going to be, uh, worse than it has been for his career, you know, and especially last year, I feel it's going to be worse. Uh, but if you can put Bob on your roster, it's a second goalie. That's a that's great. A third goalie, that's even that's amazing. Uh, which I had him as a third goalie with Rask and Hellebuck. Uh, my my pathway was going to be a little bit different. Uh, what I wanted to do in the league, but then I had to kind of change uh, shift. And that's the one thing about fantasy I could say that I've learned. Uh, you can't say rigid. You can't say set in your ways. Uh, you got to kind of morph with the way the season's going and the way the other teams uh, are going. You don't want to dominate uh, teams. And, you know, you don't want to be, you know, blowing them out. Uh, you want to just be beating teams uh, across the board. And what I mean by that is uh, you want to beat the teams you're supposed to be, be beating. And then also, uh, how, how am I going to put this? You're not going to be getting blown out by teams, you know, like your higher upper teams, uh, high up teams. You want to be just across, even across the board. Have quality coverage on all your stats. Uh, you don't want to be heavy in one area. You don't want to blow teams out, and then the next week you take a, a back seat because what you got, you got a bunch of hot and low performers. You want consistent players, so that's a whole nother podcast that I can get into with like standard deviation, all that. Uh, it's you can, you can drive yourself crazy with the number of stats that, that you have at your disposal. So, uh, who was Bob really moved for? What moved the needle for me? Uh, of course, that was Braden Point. Uh, Braden Point, of course. Uh, down there in Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay, so Tampa Bay, here's here's a funny story about Tampa Bay. Uh, they have only played, I think it's uh, not including last night's game, which was like four games and one for stats purposes. Uh, they've only played 15 games. And of those 15 games that they played, they really haven't played with any consistency. So 
people that were worrying about Kucherov, Stamkos, Point. Uh, yes, they've had some injuries with Hedman, uh, but Sergachev is playing nicely. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk, uh, resurrection to his career. But the Lightning have only played 15 games this year, and there's been no consistent schedule for them. And they've played all, they played all across the world, basically. So with that being said, Braden Point, where's he at? Well, he's only, remember, he started the season a little bit later, too. So legs are just starting to get underneath him. Uh, he's had uh, 13 games played this season so far. Average time on ice, 17.82. It's actually down from where it was last year. So they're slowly easing Braden Point in. Uh, he's got 12 points. Uh, his points per 60 is actually down a little bit from where it was last year. Not much, uh, but he's actually picked up uh, over the last 30 days. You know? So, yeah, he's played 10 games in the last 30 days. So not bad. Uh, but... That goes to show you right there. They've only played 10 games in the last 30 days in, in Tampa. So they're, they're going to get more consistent games, more consistent play. Uh, his points pace right now is 76, so he's down 20%, oh, about roughly 21% from where he was last year. Uh, he's got four goals, uh, and he's got, what, 27 shots. So his shots pace is actually down too, down 15%. Last year he had 199 shots. He's on pace for 170 this year. His shots per 60 uh, are also down about 10%. His shooting percentage is also down. So that's where it kind of comes into play. Uh, his shooting percentage is 14.81 this year. Last year, it was 21.35. So are we thinking that he is more of this player, or is he really a 20% shooter? Remains to be seen. The thing that I do like about him, uh, his assists, uh, he's got four primary assists, and 20, or what is it? Yeah, he had 28 last year. So his secondary assist ratio is actually better than where he was last year. So secondary uh, assist ratio last year was 45-10. This year it's 50%. So that means that he's that you know, second assist. You guys get it. Uh, on ice shooting percentage is up. So that's good. You know, the, the puck's going to start to find his way uh shooting percentage on ice shooting percentage last year 14.58 this year 16.67 uh team power play percentage is down so you're going to see that kind of come up a little bit too and what else do we have we got stats galore for 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 my man uh his hits and blocks are uh hits pace is actually up blocks he's not your hit and block guy uh face off wins uh he's actually up from where he was last year uh his pace uh, so last year he only had 452 faceoff wins, uh, and what did he get this year? 560. He's on pace for 568. So who was uh, Braden Point able to be shipped for? It was my Jean Gabriel Pajot. So Pajot uh, ranked in our league. If you look at our Yahoo rankings based on our stat categories, uh, Pajot has quickly skyrocketed into number five. He is in the fifth place overall. Uh, where, where was this guy last year? Yeah, he was nowhere to be found last year. Uh, he only played 39 games last year. So he's halfway there right now. So all of his points, pace, everything's going to be elevated. So you kind of got to take a look at, okay, for those 39 games, if you add another 20 games, where is he going to be at? Uh, so, of course, he's been on fire the last seven days. Uh, he's got a points, pace of 109 points. Is he going to keep that up? Highly unlikely. Uh, his points, pace for the season... Uh, relative to where he's at now. Uh, he's at about a 68-point pace. Not bad for a waiver wire pickup. 
Uh, last eight, of course, he's got 15 points in 18 games played, 11 goals, f- four and four assists. Uh, he's shooting at a 24.44% uh, versus last year. Uh, he was only 4.82%. So JG Peugeot uh, shooting percentage last year versus uh, this year uh, is up 407%, a ridiculous amount. His points pace is also up 170%. So what are these numbers saying? Is he really this good? Is he really not? Is he just hot? Uh, the last 30 days, uh, 11 of his points have come in the last 13 games. Uh, the last seven days, four of his points have come. So he's kind of tailing down a little bit. Uh, where, where else are we going to go? Uh, his sh- he's shooting a higher rate than what he was last year. But the thing that kind of gets me is that shooting percentage, uh, 50% from the last seven days. So he's really not putting a whole lot of pucks, pucks on the net. And the ones that he is putting on net uh, are going crazy high. So his on ice shooting percentage for this year, 14.62 versus last year, 5.17. So that's up. That's probably going to come down uh, to right around maybe like a 10%. So can Peugeot keep this up? I don't know. Uh, he's going to get going to win some faceoffs for. He's going to hit. He's going to block. That is the bonus of him. He's he's going to cover multi categories. Uh, he does get a couple of pims. But you know, Peugeot versus point. I'm going to take point every day of the week. Uh, so that's really the Bobrovsky piece and the Marsha show. Uh, Jonathan Marsha show. What is He's kind of just a thrown-in piece, you know, ultimately. Uh, could I have gone other ways? I tried to get Goudreau. Uh, that was shut down immediately. Uh, tried to even, you know, I was going to give him a higher pick for Goudreau, but could not get that. So let's look at Bob's uh, stats so far per last year. Uh, his goals against, he's uh, down or is up, you know, his goals against is up from where it was last year. Last year, he finished with a 2.7 goals against average. He's a 3.57, so that's a 32% um, increase. His save percentage, uh, he's at an 880 save percentage. Last year, he was a 908. Uh, high difficulty save percentage. Last year, he was 83, or yeah, 83.9. This year, 79.4. Uh, uh, middle of the road dangerous, almost even, and his uh, low danger shots, save percentage, is actually down. So that's that's a little concerning too. Uh, he's giving up a couple of more rebounds per game. Uh, 3.33 last year, 4.1 this year. So he's not smothering the puck as well as he used to. So ultimately, uh, we're going to have to keep an eye on this as it goes along and see... It's, it's going to be really tough because they're both getting something that they need. Uh, it's, it's really tough to determine who won a trade when you're having candidates such as uh, a skater versus a goalie combined. Uh, early on, I think we're both happy with what we got. Peugeot, uh, uh, it, do I think he's going to stay at this top 10? No. Can he be a top 100 player? I think so. Uh, so that's where Marsha Show and Peugeot kind of wash each other out. And it all comes down to Bobrovsky and point. That pick, forget about the pick. Uh, we might as well just trade a bubblegum. Uh, Bobrovsky and Peugeot, so, or point, that's where it's going to come down to at the end of the year. Uh, did point help late registration get in to the playoffs? Was it, did it allow him to move other pieces? And did Bobrovsky really solidify uh, that 
really staunch uh, de- uh, goalie combination of uh, Marc-Andre Fleury and uh, Bobrovsky for puck you in the five hole. So that is it. That's the what going on, what's going on segment. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I threw a lot of stats at you. Uh, ultimately, how do I feel about Bobrovsky? Let's, let's say, or, you know, point could be considered a bus watch too. So, uh, but like I said, Tampa Bay only has played like 13, 14 games this season so far, maybe 15 games. Uh, and they've been scattered. They haven't played with any consistency. So, here we go. Bobrovsky, where will he finish relative to uh, the rest of the goalies in the league? I feel Bobrovsky will be uh, a top 20 goalie. Uh, he's not going to be top 10 this year just because he's trying to catch up. Uh, and there's far too many other goalies that are just dominating right now. If you have any shares of Islanders goalies, uh, good on you because you, you're just... you're. You're loving, you're loving life right now. Point. Kucherov is starting to warm up, and I think as Kucherov goes, so will Braden Point. The points will follow, so to speak, uh, Kucherov. And if, if, if any indications from what happened last night to the Rangers, look out, Lee, because Tampa Bay uh, is awake, and they're ready to play. Jonathan Marshall Show, uh, he's going to be consistent. He's going to be your consistent player. I believe he had, what, 60 points last year. 60-some-odd points. Uh, we can pull him up here real quick uh, for Jonathan Marsh's show. Pardon me as I type in his name, and we wait for my nasty little spreadsheet to pull up his stats from last year. And there we go. Yeah, so Marcheseau last year, 60 points. Uh, actually down from where he was last year. Uh, but actually improving over the past uh, seven days. So Marcheseau and Peugeot, like I said, toss up. They're both kind of multi-cat uh, uh, stat fillers. Uh, ultimately, right now, I would say this trade for late registration is probably a B-. minus. Uh, this trade for puck you in the five hole i'm gonna say a flat b right now just because they did get that extra bonus with the pick and i think that's what saves them from being a low b to a middle to high b on this trade we'll revisit these trades as the season goes on uh at the end of the year maybe do a trade recap season uh see who got the best where the players finished overall in our league and then uh that can be the barometer uh you guys can vote tell me who you think won the trade ultimately and thanks for tuning into this special episode of uh, What's Going On. Uh, of course, this is the Corey Perry is Still an Asshole Fantasy Hockey League podcast. My name is Aaron Murray. Uh, yeah, we, we'll keep it going along, guys. Have a good day. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.